You, that was way too fast quick, for us. It's man. quick, yeah. What's up, everybody? I'm Amanda. And I'm Zach, and this is the A to Z Exchange. A weekly podcast where we discuss creative and cultural topics. That's right, and before we get started, we have to talk about our sponsor, Nosy College of Art, who helps us support the show every single week. They're a local film art school here in Nashville, Tennessee, and huge shout out to them. You can study photography, videography, graphic design, illustration, web design, and they're starting a master's program. Yep, and coding and life skills, non-definable life skills. Mm -hmm. You can't pay for that degree. But anyways, this week we have our friend... Derek Grayon and his buddy Jody Brand. Take it away, guys. Who are you? You just said it. Two scoops yeah. of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> oh, um, my name obviously is Derek. Derek. I went to school with these guys. I just need to do something real quick, Derek. We all have glasses, so here we'll go ahead and put those on oh. for you. That's sweet. There you go. Everything's yellow. Yeah, it helps block <laughs> with the light. You yeah. Know? It's like the Hillary blue glasses yeah. mm-hmm. for those. They do have the protective blue coating on there. Cool. Okay, that's oh, good. Yeah, so that's those right. are real. Yeah, all my glasses like four light filters. That too, the, yeah, the blue coating. light filter. Yeah. Um, I also go by Fitty on mm-hmm. on the YouTubes. F I T T Y. He goes by O E, aka Operator Error, mm-hmm. on our channel. Uh, we recently started a new podcast because of these guys. They kind of convinced me to do one. They didn't really convince me. They just you know, I saw them do it and I was like, I want to do it. <laughs> And then he called me up. He's like, "Hey, it's really easy. You just sit in front of a camera and you just talk." I was like, "What? It's not yeah, that easy. You can't do that." The hardest, the hardest thing is is posting it to everything and yeah, getting it all sucks. synced up, man. That's that, my job. I'm in charge of that. And it yeah. Sucks. See that we we need someone <laughs> yeah. to do that. Well, we tried to get initially. We were looking at getting an intern and like that would handle the editing well, every it's week. It's still <laughs> open for discussion. We can go and talk to her about it. Yeah. Anyways. That, yeah, you guys should get an intern. The intro, just, intro we've, to we've editing. We've been talking about getting an intern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we were going to get one to. We wanted to up it to three to four cameras and have them edit it every week. Since I have yeah. a template file, I go off of and show them the system, and then they can post everything and handle all the yeah. emails. And then we just show well, up and talk. Well, I don't know. I can just st- stay with the emails. Amanda doesn't want to give up the emails. She likes the emails. Yeah. So right now we only have like seven, seven epi- people. Seven episodes. Seven episodes. Seven episodes. Yeah. And uh, we're starting to get guests now, and yeah. So what's the what's the format of you guys' show, and how did you all like decide on that? Like, what's? Uh, I think the biggest proponent is, I think we're both really patriotic. You know, both of us perform military, and we don't like what we see with the current media. Okay. Like, we feel like there's a lot too many agendas, and so we're trying to just let speech be free again. Because yeah. we don't believe in any concept of a hate speech, that you have you guys' opinions, you have your title to share those, and if you don't agree with somebody, you can just not listen to them anymore. It, it, your opinion of whoever's speech should go off the content of that speech, what right. they've said, the context, and even the Nazis. If you want to be a yeah, Nazi, if you want to be, Nazi, if you Nazi, be a, a douche, but that means wanna, I'm going to hit you in the face later. You know, like if you want to, you know, spout that out, by all means, go ahead. You're free to do that. And only idiots are going to follow that. Yeah, which is kind of good because then we can weed out the dumb. Because if we keep weeding out the dumb people, then collectively you're raising IQ scores and you have smarter populations. So it's, it's kind of like a necessary evil. Ideally. Well, how do you feel on the whole, before we go off on a tangent, the whole issue of, say, the president says something hateful that's misinterpreted by 1% of his listening base. Is he responsible for inciting anything at that point? 
I like think, what? What do you say? Um, I don't have any specific examples, but he's brash. Yes. I don't know about you, but I know you're not a fan. We we didn't um, we yeah. both we did both not didn't vote, vote for, for Trump. Okay, so that makes four of us. We, <laughs> oh, we, yeah. we always get us. we always get labeled like <laughs> yeah. oh we oh, voted for. Oh, you're white guy. You voted for Trump. No. Yep. <laughs> Here's your chance. But okay, so if if he had if, if he says something that's so open that it allows um, sort of like an absurd white nationalist or well, someone he, in the clan to misinterpret, is he responsible? At the same time, though, with the previous president, uh, Obama, he could be held responsible for yes. the same stuff going on. Saying, if I had a son, he'd be like Trayvon. Right. Because which it wouldn't. As but. a president, your job is to bridge the gap right. and represent yeah. all people, mm-hmm. not just a specific group. And the media didn't jump on him for saying right. that, but you know, of course, you know, Trump is doesn't have that politician speak. Wrong. Know? Yeah, he just <laughs> says what's on his mind. I mean, like the, a good example for what Trump has said is like when the shit went down. Oops, sorry, when the stuff, stuff went down in Charlottesville, right? And he said there were good people on both sides. You know, that got blown out of proportion because there were good people on both sides. You know, there were bad people on both sides and good people on both yeah. sides. There was the people that were there specifically to stop any violence from happening. They were mm-hmm. like the three percenter guys that yeah. want to be cool. But <laughs> so they were there, and and they were helping both the the uh, left people that were uh, protesting it and the people that were doing the event. You know, mm-hmm. they were helping both sides. So that's you know one thing. But if there was a clear like white nationalist movement there that was occurring, that was a problem, like it was there, and it wasn't everyone, right? But like, shouldn't it be also his responsibility to say we're America and we don't represent that and call that out at the same time? He d- well, Can't he do both and not do it five days later after the true. media jumps on him? I mean, yeah. But at the same time, though, we I think we have to respect the position because even if Obama was to do something or Clinton, Bush, either Bush, like any other president in the past. That position is so busy. Yeah, he doesn't have time to follow have, the right. news like we do. Like right. we knew what was hope ha- happening, you know, and going on uh, minute by minute. But especially now, more so because, at least from our side of the military, like the, the operations being conducted daily, and he's getting briefed on that type of stuff. And he's yeah. the president is more concerned with you know he's got to worry about domestic issues and then foreign relations because everything's so dynamic mm-hmm. that a small event happening in a foreign country could have a drastic impact on our military policy or our foreign policy, economics, yeah. whatever. So he has to put that fire out before he can come back and say, oh, I'm sorry for doing that. And that's what I want in my president. I want him to be focused on his job and not really worry about people losing their minds. Stay off of Twitter. Even yeah, Stay off of Twitter. I don't know. I think he should care about his words more. I know plenty of people like across think- that they care more about their speech and they don't have to correct it as much as he does, and that's a problem for me. Yeah, I think he, I think he needs to work on the way he talks, the way he presents himself, and, and uh, he needs to work uh, on his brand. He he, <laughs> he presents. It's not just how he presents himself because he's in uh. the he's in the position of the presidency, so he's actually you know working on the. He has to work on. I guess I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. All that's, I know is that he he's people not a like him. By trade. Yeah, people <laughs> like him the, the way the people that support him, mm-hmm. like with you know, everything he does is great. Uh, I can't do that. I can't blindly yeah. follow a man like that. They uh, they like it because he doesn't sound like a, a politician. I mean, I, I get it, but I then get why some, vote sometimes for him, I'm yeah. like, oh, come on, you could have just structured your sentence a little, a little bit better. better, and it wouldn't have had this big of an impact. Yeah. You know? I have a huge problem with just our 
political climate in general, having a two-party system that's really one party. Because if we go back, they were the Democrat slash Republican party. And there was a split over a discrepancy of how they wanted to basically run the country. And then the Whigs fell out. And the Whigs and just disappeared, yeah. Well, the Whigs kind of turned into the Republicans. They were absorbed. Mostly, yeah. yeah like, But it's still largely one party, because if we look at policy, nothing really happens. And then it's very polarizing. Like, oh, the Democrats, we can't let them win. And, oh, the Republicans want to do this. We can't let them win. And it's like, well, what's actually good for the nation? Is this policy smart? Nobody's really sitting there and like, hey, we should question this. And then everybody else gets caught up into it. And it's really like a gang war because it's red versus blue. That's all we're trying to do is just amass your army and fight. Yeah, we do need to get a third party. but We should so have no far, parties. We well, need to go back to the early days when it was if you were running for president, the, f the first guy got elected and the second guy was the vice president. Right. The, the only issue is, is if you have it where we have so many representatives, if you have no parties, it's going to be harder to collectively organize proposals. And I think you need three to five. I think two's, two's damaging. But we have social media now that makes things easier. Somewhat. You Somewhat, could, but you could run on Facebook alone and get elected like that one girl in New Jersey. You can. But you still have to have to actually vote in through the structures. You've got to have party backing. I mean, we've seen it now for the last two years. Like, the Republicans mostly have party backing, and they still can't get certain things accomplished because maybe they can't agree on it on their own. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or say Flake doesn't show up to vote one day. So I think you need parties, but you need to, there needs to be more of them. Because <laughs> the two, it really, yeah. is, it really is a gang war. It is, and it's disheartening. It polarizes yeah. if there was more choice, it would be better, but then. I think a lot of people shouldn't even have the right to vote. I feel like you should earn your citizenship because having the right to vote is more dangerous than a loaded weapon or even a sword because you have the ability to put a politician in place that can affect way more people than I also, just yourself. Yeah, I also, how, do you, how do you earn the right to vote then? But I, hold on, I also think that it should, be, test. it should be raised, the The, the voting the age. age, yeah. Cause I, think it, like, like, I think it should be around 30. Cause that's when you start to get wise. It, it's funny, like you go through. I would through, say 25. 25 okay, I was 25 once. Yeah. Do you start do you start taking it away from people at a certain age as their brains become more de decrepit then? Hmm, that's a good question. Cuz I know I know old people is Alzheimer's that I don't want voting for that they, same reason. How do you have, justify that? If they if they become mentally deficient, you know, I, I don't know. But then, you know, then you get slippery slope cuz oh, you just <coughs> so label everybody. Like if it, they were mentally slippery. deficient, are they actually going to go out and vote though? Maybe if it was a little easier in places. That's pretty easy. I mean, I, I, you yeah, know, I might be going out though. on a limb right now, but I think a lot of people that are still in the Trump camp, not all of them, but a large part, I think they're mentally deficient in some certain ways. They still have the right to vote. To say the people on the left are mentally deficient Of as course. Well. Yeah. They just don't show up to vote as well. My point is, like, people in, the, in that party, are, they will show up to vote. So it's like, but they're still mentally deficient in some capacity. I don't think anybody is 100% so, normal either. Yeah. Right. I'm not sure if they but, would be completely like mentally deficient. They just no. don't think things through. Exactly, but That's how do you, saying, most how do you define have that? The right. If you're going to make either a citizenship test or make it to the age of 30, how are you going to define those things that well, allow age, people? Age is age. Yeah, because I've noticed as I got older, my decision-making became smarter. Yeah. More and, rational. Yeah, more rational, more yeah. logical type thought. <clears throat> Less emotion involved.
But if you make that in an age, certain people evolve at different rates too. Not every 30 year old is the same. True. But I think by 30, everybody is pretty much there. No. Like no. I know there's 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 family. kids that are <laughs> no I know there's kids that are, that mature quicker like mentally than other kids and I know that you know like I would consider you extremely mature for, for your age. age right yes Thank I you. would you've lived compared to my siblings yes I would too. you've lived a life <laughs> like n knowing your story like oh they're probably gonna hear that oops oh. <laughs> But you know, knowing, you. knowing your background and everything, like I respect you. You're, you got a good handle. Might not like the socialism, communism thing. I'm not a communist. Well, didn't you say you're like pro, like socialism? Um, in certain regards, in the same way that like the military is kind of a socialist thing. Oh, it is. You know what I mean? And it's like, like I like the idea of having a military to defend our borders. Like I don't think that's a bad idea. But the way we implement it is ultimately a socialist policy, and so are the local police mm -hmm. stations. And like, it works that way. Mm -hmm. And if it's done properly, I'm, I'm cool with it. In terms of like, let's let's leave the bread production up to socialism. No, that's that's absurd. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm open to the idea. Yeah, that's the thing that's elements. so great with our you countries. See, I, 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 yeah, we have the ability to absorb other systems into ours mm -hmm. and just make a the best of what we can. Make a new system. We're a me melting pot. Yeah, we've. That's the greatest thing is we are a melting pot. And the biggest problem <clears throat> is people refusing to let go. Talking about the melting pot, you know, with the whole migrant crisis and all this stuff that's going on, it's it's the problem because I have relatives, you know. Um, Mexican relatives that aren't legal, and I haven't seen it with him at all. He's, you know, he's awesome. He's a really good friend. But when you go and see some of these protests, or not even protests, but like marches for stuff, and they're like, you know, you'll you'll see Mexicans having the Mexican flag, and you'll have you know other different cultures flying their flag, and. It's kind of a lot like back in what the big uh, what was the big uh, influx of immigrants? Immigrants we had eighteen seventies, like nineteen yeah. thirties. Yeah, right yeah, after, right, right before the depression. Yeah, that's so, that sixty years. <clears throat> there was a little time period where they were like, you know, they you, know, you have your your um, different communities of different like the Irish community and the yeah. Italian communities, yeah. you know, but they eventually assimilated. Mm -hmm. You know, and they brought their culture. They enriched the culture of the United States overall, but they are American, you know. And yeah. this holding on to... It's good to not forget where you come from. Yeah. But you shouldn't prioritize where you came from because if it was so great, why did you come here? Yeah, like the, the, the Southwest of America, there's a pretty big movement. You've ever heard of La Raza? Like Texas? Or Tex the gang? No, it's not a gang. It's like okay. it's like it's like a no. a movement in like all, Texas, uh, New Mexico, Arizona, California. It it's it's Spanish for the race, and it's a pretty racist organization. That they're pro. They want to take back the Southwest and get oh, yeah. back to Mexico <clears throat> and stuff like that. But well, it's no different than the guys that want to take back the South. I mean, which I don't fully understand. Well, that's good. Take back the South. Yeah. The I mean, the South, South will rise again. South, those yeah. people, I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys should hate them just as much because y'all get lumped in with them. 
uh, sure. sometimes, yeah. Quite easily. Mm-hmm. Not my black half. Not your black half. <laughs> but your you white half does. When you drive the General Lee, you get lumped in with them. Yeah. I get more thumbs up from black Americans than I do from anybody else when I drive the General Lee. Yeah. Yep. Except for when I drove through Atlanta. I stopped at a gas Atlanta. I stopped at a gas station in a not so nice area, I think. Mm. And everybody was like That's a scene from the Dukes of Hazard. Sean William Scott version. Oh yeah? Hundred percent. I haven't seen that. I don't know if that happened, but like yeah, it's hundred percent, yeah. Because right. they, they, you know, that was the thing in the the remake of the movie when they paint. I actually didn't watch the remake. Really? Yeah. So I was never a big fan, like ever. So I never really cared. But like in the in the movie, that's he gets the General Lee, and then Cooter paints the flag on top, and he's just like, oh my god, <laughs> like he didn't ask for that. He just asked for a re- restoration or something, and he he that's how he discovers it. He drives it down there, and then they start having an issue and it was in it was in Atlanta and then that's when he discovers he has a flag on the top of his no. car do what I need some crackers some crackers yeah snack time my oh. stomach's making noises <laughs> I wonder if it'll show up on the mic probably we'll see no anyways before we get into a tangent we need to have our new There's segment where we read the constitution <laughs> oh Boom. Right. Um, but I wanted to talk more about you guys' podcast because we had Luke on with the podcast. And it's like, so what's the format of y'all's show? Obviously, we have about a 30-minute segment where we talk about creativity. What's y'all's format? Well, usually, we'll come in and we'll talk about a specific like, topic. Uh, topic, like mm-hmm. something that's in current events. Right. Um, and we go on a lot of tangents. Because unfortunately, that's the way... If you haven't noticed already. I mean, already. that's how everybody is, though. Yeah. That's yeah. how we communicate. Yeah, so... We'll go off on tangents, and I kind of cut those tangents out of the podcast to try and keep it down to the hour. Oh, so y'all just edited? Yeah. But okay. we have to cut out a lot of content, because some of the stuff has, like, no relevancy, and we're not trying to be, like, other podcasts that yeah. are, like, four or five hours long. We don't think people are going to... So we, I cut them out, and I make them their own separate clips, and okay. those clips are available for uh, patrons on our Patreon page. Gotcha. So That's reasonable. Yeah. So did y'all, were y'all ever doing an unedited podcast or did y'all always approach we did, it from the angle? We did one. We did one and it was four and a half hours. Yeah. Whoa. So I, I, had to, I, had yeah, I still, had to, still had to trim it, but it was just a conversation. Like so it was, style. Yeah, that's oh. too much. It was pretty much just <laughs> a full episode of just tangents. Like we would talk about this and it would lead to that. And if you guys years. ever spend any time at the VA, that's yeah. pretty much what happens. Just veterans, it doesn't matter who you are, what war you went to. It's just like you're instant friends and you just talk and then... You get stories. You get stories from all over the place. And that happened to my grandma recently. She was in the Air Force back in the 70s, and we were at the the, uh, the Veterans Day Parade. And this, she had on, like, a jacket that said women's veteran or something. And this woman just came up and was, like, thought she, like, thought the jacket wasn't hers. She was like, did you steal that from somebody? And she was like, what? That's, ag- that's aggressive. <laughs> yeah. That is very aggressive. <laughs> See, that's yeah. one thing I will get offended over is, like, you cannot assume my combat veterancy? Are you serious? Yeah, but they like went on like a <laughs> hour long rant or something. I don't know what they talked about, but it was pretty aggressive. <laughs> and a lot, a lot of our tangents actually lead off into our whole because we found out that we are not only we were friends, not only we love yeah. guns, not only <laughs> y'all discovered y'all are friends at the same well, time. Well, <laughs> yeah, we first we yeah. hated each other. Oh, do you know we're secretly like pals? <laughs> well, like. <laughs> Like after I lost the arm, I was oh like, this is true in a little depression time, and then so I had just PCS'd up to Fort Campbell yeah. at the time, and my buddy I went to a training event with was like, hey, let's go to this party, and I was like, okay, cool, meet this guy. And I met Derek, and 
my heart kind of broke for him because I saw him at the time he had his arm in a sling and he was like yeah I used to shoot guns all the time pre-amputation like, yeah. yeah I was like you know what let's just go shoot man let's do it and we went right. to the range and then that was it yep I, I mean I had sold my the first gun I ever bought was a huge 300 wind mag like sniper rifle type thing and I you sold definitely couldn't that. shoot that now yeah <laughs> So, you know, I sold it thinking I couldn't take the recoil because of the nerve damage and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think I could really do anything. So I was like getting ready to sell my guns. And then he said, come out to the range. We went out there. I was like, oh, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've jerry-rigged some uh, paracord at the time to help support because he still had his, his arm and he could still use it as a way to help hold the rifle up. Yeah. So... <laughs> So they look emotional. This is beautiful. Yeah. This sounds like, you know, and it was those... funny because there was a guy on YouTube who I think is just a real. Yeah, we both like. Turd Ferguson. We both kind He's of. He's a real turd Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah. This he, guy. He started, he started, he started the gun, gun channel. Yeah. Like he's the one that. He actually might be responsible solely for the gun channel stuff. Yeah. Because he kind of started. Who? He was, uh, his name. Nothing was, fancy. Nothing fancy. Yeah. Okay. And this that, is back that was his call sign because he was in the Air Force. <laughs> yeah, he was he, in the Air Force Air Guard. Air National Guard. He was yeah. a refuel uh, no, tanker. Was, yeah, a tanker pilot. Yeah. He was a tanker pilot. I mean, he could fly the other stuff. He was mainly a tanker pilot. And we both understood what was going on because when he would do his reviews, he had a laminated checklist like the douchebag pilots that you, yeah. you meet. Oh, okay, so check this switch, check that switch, check this switch, check yeah. that switch. And it was like... He had a laminated checklist yeah. of things he's going to go over in this review. Mm -hmm. and we're like, huh. And it made things worse is he would wear like body armor and fatigues and his table would be all like full of tactical gear and then he'd be talking about a pocket knife. Yeah. And I just thought that was hilarious. What? And so that's how Operator Air was born was making fun of him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because dude, you're just pretty funny, man. Thanks. Like, Not a lot of people get boy. it. Yeah, people don't I, understand the serious humor, or the, I guess over-satire. Yeah, yeah it's, it's over-satire. It's, so, it's so, so thick. And, uh, There's funny, one, one video that we made, uh, we talk about a Lego, a Lego suppressor. Lego suppressor. I have a legal okay. suppressor, right? I okay. waited with the tax stamp and all that. And even in our video, you can clearly see my suppressor on the end of the rifle. The Legos are Legos built, just around built around it. it. And, and they move still on were like, the ATF's going to raid you because it's illegal to build your own. And I was like, are you serious, guys? Legos wouldn't even withstand the pressure. Yeah, yeah. you see the best of the world on the internet, don't you? Yeah. Consistently. Yeah. And I laugh at those things because it's like, wow, you guys are so stupid. I don't know. The one you did with Derek, I don't even remember the point of the video. I just remember you rolling out of that car. Oh, oh. the Rifleman's Creed. The, the Rifleman's Creed. Creed. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was actually right before I got out of the Army. And I had the the porn stash that you can hardly see because yeah. <laughs> you had the headband so mullet, blonde, like yeah. the whole the whole character well, that was, was fun to watch. I remember telling Derek, I was like, I want to make something with him. This looks fun. Yeah, the, just the, let him loose. The, yeah. the, uh, the the character evolved because the character didn't have the mullet. At Initially, first. it was just a uh, a vest with a whole bunch of different weapon attachments in it and no yeah. plates because it was important to make sure that people understood that he's not really an operator or anything. I think you guys, you should have that character show up on your podcast. We've talked about that, yeah. And do like a Tony Danza type thing. <laughs> Just have him, have him come in and like be like, these aren't the same guy, right? <laughs> you know? Does he have a brother? Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be pretty funny. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so where do you all want to take your podcast? Do you have like a, a direction for it? I know you just want to talk about stuff, but... I think we'd like to take it to the moon, honestly. Okay. Mars. So I've, I've been oh Mars too. I've been giving it serious thought. Like, what a dream that would be to get away from everybody. 
Yep. Okay. Any Find other Find out why the moon is the way it is. And it's not really hollow, Derek. Uh, we also have a segment on our podcast called um, The Truth is Out There. Conspiracy Corner. Oh, okay. We, see, we wanted to bring you on and call it Down the Hole with Derek. Down the Hole? <laughs> oh, that was what we were talking about. Derek's Down Hole. Derek's Down Hole. That's good. Where is Derek? Derek's down hole. DDH. <laughs> the DDH segment. So we, 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 but we also found out we're really terrible at making tinfoil hats. Like there's yeah. actually a skill it's in that. It's challenging. It really is. Yeah. We tried to make some yesterday. And mine His was looked like a like do-rag. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like cropped over my, uh, my headphones. And oh, wow. Chris, Chris made a good one. He did make a good one. He had the best With one. With the little penis had, on the top. He had the Teletubby thing going. Oh, okay. Well, that's important because you got to pick up perception. It was interesting because I put it on it and I instantly felt like I could hear myself finally. Okay. And you really connected with yourself yeah. in that moment? No, I'm just kidding. I felt the warmth. It's like <laughs> a space blanket. You should meditate okay. with it on, then maybe you'll get some signals. Yeah. Good. Maybe. <laughs> or block out some signals. I guess it depends what your purpose of it is. I mean, you could just Wear build a Faraday it. cage around your house and you'd be fine, right? Right. Well, <laughs> Do it. Doing I don't the least. have no cell reception. This is garbage. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. So, who's who's? Are there any like particular inspirations of the other show that y'all look to to like sort of format wise or replicate or? Well, of course, the Constitution. Of course, of course, yeah. that's an inspiration for all podcasts. Uh, I mean, like as far as people. Tommy J. Tommy J. Who's, is that a? Are you familiar with Tommy J? Should be Thomas Jefferson. Hello. Oh. Oh, I didn't realize you guys were on those kind of terms with him. Related to him. Yeah, TJ. My, uh, yeah, TJ. You know TJ? <laughs> we actually do have a, a guy, TJ. Uh, he hasn't come on the podcast yet, but he, he, when, while he was out of the loop, TJ helped me a lot with the gun yeah. gun videos. But Because um, I was still active duty for a, yeah. a little bit. But are you guys looking at any podcasters to try to... To emulate? Or not, maybe We're not fully to, emulate. I mean, just inspiration-wise, I think... Um, I watch Joe Rogan a lot, just because I'm always curious to see what... What's happening What's on happen this, yeah, that what show? He, what he brings on. Yeah. And then I like to watch Steven Crowder because I find a room full of comedians funny. But and, at the same time, I like, um, uh, what's his name? Well, you want to you hit that? I just, I lose, more, I lose more and more patience with Crowder every time I see him. Yeah, he's a fast sometimes, talker. Yeah, sometimes the way he talks is he's very, annoying. He, but yeah, he, like when he's doing his like um, change my mind segments, he's not that abrasive. But yeah, I do enjoy those the change my mind because I think it's important to have people come together and actually converse. Even though his body language, and I catch myself doing it too. You you I've done it. Spotted me too. You know my look. He has that look the whole time. Like it's always tense. It's never calm like he wants it to be. He's always like, let's go. Like he really is looking that like kind of abrasive argument. I don't know. Yeah. I've lost a lot of patience with him. Him and then Gavin. I don't have any patience for Gavin. Oh, I never guy? Gavin McInnes. Oh, Gavin. Uh, he's. He, they're funny. I get that they're funny, and but. I think Gavin kind of takes it that whole punk level Red like, a little Black, bit too far. I think is her name. Oh, Candace Owens. Yeah, Candace Owens. I was trying to think of her name. But she's. I watch hers sometimes, and then, uh, Ruben Rapport. He was part of the. I watch. Young Turks. I watch him too sometimes. And of course, everybody knows Alex Jones. You know, you got to watch for the gay frogs. Yeah. Well, is he? What platforms is he even on? Because we talked about him last time you were on the podcast. He on, oh, he got kicked he's, off everything. He yeah, did. He, he's he, not he, anything anymore. No, he, he's still he's still able to post his videos, and his videos come on the website. Um, I don't know what service he's using, 
or what platform it is, but yeah. But I'm sure he's still doing well in the Vitality market. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Have you seen the comparisons? He released one video when he was trying to sell his Vitality or something. And the only difference between like what he was before, the before and after. And he's just redder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Took a page out of Emperor Trump and got a spray tan. Yeah. See, you know, that's the thing. If you're the president, at least get like a really good spray tan. You know, don't just get like, don't wear the glasses. Don't look like a don't wear the glasses. Yeah, take the glasses off. I thought he would stop getting the spray tans once he he got into office. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> you do you do a good impression. So when I was a kid, I wanted to be a voice actor. Oh, and yeah. And I used to just listen to things and emulate and try to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your was, favorite accent to try to do? Boom. We well, asked the tough question. operator, like when we started up, like oh, we, we were really we, matured though, because in the beginning, it's like with any accent, you know, you overdo it and you're up way too many octaves. But over time, you bring it back down and you settle into it with just pronouncing syllables certain ways. We become more comfortable with it. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, if I want to do British, it's, it's probably not the best, right? but at least it sounds a little bit natural. And I based this off of David James, who was a flight instructor for me down in Florida. It's okay. You, yeah. you got a little bit Australian in there. Uh, sometimes, Yours is yeah. More Australian. Mine gets very Australian. Um, sometimes I'll end up in Scotland, and I'm like, how did I? How did you make that transition? Yeah. Well, I get. And Russell Brand was the one I really focused in on, mm-hmm. especially after was it forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh yeah. And uh, one of my favorite things as a kid is when we had telemarketers call. Oh, I was yeah. always excited because I would get to try out a new character voice. Oh yeah. And annoy him. You know what I get excited about? What? When Mormons come to the door. Do you have time and to talk Jehovah's about Jesus Witness? Christ? Jehovah's Dude, it Witnesses is six thirty in the morning. <laughs> that is a no. That's no. a no. <laughs> I invite him in. My wife will bake uh, muffins. Yeah, you do. Ha- you have to invite them in, right? Because they're vampires. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You didn't know all Mormons were vampires. I had no. one one time. I was literally in my car pulling out of my driveway, and they knocked on my window as I was, like, trying to drive away. Yeah. I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm not talking to you. Yeah, the, uh, the Jehovah's that's, Witnesses that's are really more... Yeah. Holy cow. They don't, they don't like to be... That's guess, pushy? Not pushed, but, like... Because every time they come over, like the Jehovah's Witnesses, they, they got a lot of scripture that they've memorized. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you'll say something, and they'll be like, oh, that pertains to this, this, this line, so let me pull it out. Boom. Well, you know, if you go into James chapter 3, you know. You can't like, pick okay, and choose, man. Yeah, I understand that, but, you know, I start talking about the, the religion, what they believe. Well, they'll pull out their watchtower. Oh, the monthly? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, why <laughs> are you going to that watchtower? Don't file. You can't, they can't deviate from the script. Yeah. It's like, why? forget, who's writing that? They're the ultimate telemarketer. When you <laughs> yeah. think about it, you know, like a robo-telemarketer, they always have an answer. You can always They're just not selling vacuums anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what it is. Hey, it's a vacuum. Kirby. Kirby vacuum salesman. Until hey, they start I got making a, I got Facebook ads. We're not too far from that. People just walk up to your house like, hey, click the link. I don't know how he does. So, where were we going to go with this? Uh, we get so off topic all the time, Derek. I'm mm. sorry. No, it's good. I'm not going to lie. I forgot what we even said earlier. Well, we were, we're asking about, about inspirations, and then we got to the Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> As always. <laughs> inspirations of Mormons, that really shouldn't be together. I don't know. I don't Unless know, you're talking man. about South Park. Cause they taught me a lot. I like them. I'm pretty okay with them in certain ways. Oh, I'm actually yeah, impressed right, by the Amish. You grew up Mormon, right? No, I didn't grow up Mormon. I just I spent more time with it than any of the other Christian 
churches trying it out because there was the most to learn i mean like and they were the most they were the coolest with like admitting that certain like books were taken out of the bible and like talking about it i didn't get that in any other churches and it was so fascinating and then there was you know there's fan material that you could read Fan fiction. Oh yeah, I mean, most people That's think there's the Book the of Mormon, fan fiction. but there's oh, there's other books other yeah. than just the Book of Mormon too. So sure. it was it was fascinating, and it's the ultimate patriot religion because Jesus was American. Wait, he was? Did, did he just come to America? He came to America, he came to America yeah. after he and he said yeah. to the guy, "Hey, you're gonna write this Book of Mormon." No, that was yeah. that was Moroni. That was wasn't it? Jesus. Yeah, that yeah. was the angel. Moro- Moroni was the angel. Mormon was a historian at the time. Uh, See? So I gotta rewatch the South Park episode. You gotta read Jesus it. Came, Watch the play. Jesus came it's and, great. and the Book and, of Mormon. Yeah. yeah, Jesus came over to the Americas and witnessed to the dum, Nephites. Dum, 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 dum. Yep. And the elite Nephites and the something fights. Uh, I forget what the Nephites it is. are the main ones that you need to because yeah. they're basically the children of Israel. Yeah. And, and Americanized. Oh. See if because there is twelve tribes of Israel. Yep. But we only know of one to two. Mm-hmm. The tribe of Judah, which is the Jews, mm-hmm. which are behind everything, and just kidding. Whoa, <laughs> just Whoa. kidding. <laughs> uh, that's not really a lie, cause look at Mel Brooks. Look at Mel Brooks. Yeah. he's behind some of the greatest classics. The greatest comedy, Blazing Saddles, mm-hmm. could not oh be my made. God. Today. So we're saying we're saying the Jews are behind everything because Mel Brooks had a great streak in the eighties. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Only idiots will miss that one. <laughs> Spaceballs. <laughs> Who doesn't love Spaceballs? I know. There's someone. How do you feel about his baseballs? I don't think I've seen it. There you go. There's someone who doesn't love baseballs. I don't yeah. haven't seen it. How can I not love it if I haven't seen it? <laughs> haven't seen Spaceballs. Oh my god. I'll have to give you the. I think I have two Blu-rays of it. I think. <laughs> That's the worst thing. Blu-ray. Because <laughs> like I had to buy everything on VHS. I don't, I don't know have if you guys know about player. VHS. Oh. Have you guys. Yeah. I know VHS. Do you guys know about Laserdisc? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I got Lion King like, on Laserdisc, Like, you had to buy VHS, too. and the Laserdisc came out, and they're like, CD-ROM now. It's a compact disc. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> it's baby Laserdisc. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Blu-ray comes out, and I'm like, I have the same movies I've been buying over and over and over, and then they have the audacity to play those ads at the movie theater. You wouldn't download a car, would you? Well, I have a 3D printer, so yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like... Uh, but I've bought the same movie, like, six times. It's like George I want to download it now so I can have it forever. George Lucas was a, was a genius, even during the VHS days. Mm-hmm. I'm going to remaster this uh, Star Wars with a little tweak and yeah. put the it only, out there. The only originals right. are the VHS. Yeah. And yeah. people would buy it. And I remember buying, I had three different VHS versions of oh, Star the Wars. The same set, yep. But they, however, comma, what? Han Solo does shoot first. Yeah. He messed up when okay. he came and he redid that thing. I was but then making they sure read, that shouldn't be a different huh? punctuation. No. Okay, just make sure. Oh, yeah, he's a grammar Nazi. I was sitting there, I'm like, that could be a colon. He's a major grammar Nazi. I'm not. Thankfully, I've finished my English classes, so. You felt pretty confident. Yeah. (laughs) I had to throw it out there. To this day, I still don't know what a dangling modifier is, and I don't really know if I care. As long as you can, like, conjugate a verb. A verb is something you do, right? Yeah. (laughs) I think I could still remember some um, Spanish conjugations of verbs, because that's all we did. Like, we just conjugate verbs. All day. Hmm. Well, that's ninety percent. That's important, you know. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways. we gotta get back on topic <laughs> before before I start speaking Spanish and then he replicates my bad Spanish español? accent. But like when you said you talk about tu hablas español. No es mucho. Ah. Un poquito. Un poquito. Yeah, yeah. Le pedimos por favor, gracias. 
Just enough to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like or, the format or getting back on that thing, the format to it is just oh, yeah, talking about whatever. If there's a subject, there's a subject. If it's not, then we just like, we'll talk about different army stories or experiences yeah. that we've had. Um, and then a lot of our tangents actually jump onto the whole um, reality slash consciousness. And oh man, we get so deep in that. Like, and we don't even do drugs. Yeah, and oh. uh, which, which DMT we want to. Mm-hmm. But, um, Ayahuasca! Yeah. I think I think uh, I think <laughs> I, I want to try it. I think I want to uh, smoke it first and then do the ayahuasca. Why? Cuz it's a shorter trip. It's a shorter trip. Um it it's it there's more variance I think in the inhaling than doing the ayahuasca. But you still get the elves. Stages. You still get the elves. Probably. That's what you got to go in for for the elves. See what is interesting to me is I've started watching DMT documentaries and just information on it. And a lot of people say they see generally the same thing. Yeah, the elves. And that's weird to me. So from a scientific standpoint, I know it's stupid to There's try a scientific, you know, something that's subjective inside somebody's mind. But if enough people say the same thing, then that must mean that it's There's a plausible a, reality. Well, there. they need to figure out what it is that's causing that, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a structure and they all... Go. I mean, they vary from here to there, but mm-hmm. the structure is the same throughout all the. Right, and they say each trip is like the exact same thing. You may go a little bit deeper into yeah. it if you keep doing it, like the guy, um, the with the, the spirit molecule documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's a good If one. you watch the extended, like if you go, on, you can go on YouTube and you can find the, um, the full interviews. If you watch the full interviews, then you really like, oh, holy crap! Like there's this one guy, he was. Uh, he studied all the different types of shamanism, and he was actually a part of that study. And I think he was the one that had the the deepest trip. Like mm-hmm. they gave him the full dose, you know, intravenously. Just there you go, buddy. And he said he he did, lived a thousand years. Didn't yeah, he? like he he could he, uh, throughout time. Throughout, throughout time, everyone got quiet. <laughs> yeah, it's throughout what I time. think about it's like because time is a hundred percent an illusion. You know, you know, relatively, yeah. No, it is an illusion. And it's also not linear. So. Right, it's just a stack of papers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, it's weird to think that we're not three-dimensional, we're four-dimensional because we require a time and place. Yeah. You know? And uh, we we started getting into that with um with Chris, and I started... Uh, Blowing his mind? Yeah, I started comparing uh, Plato, well, he never heard of the, Plato's yeah. cave allegory mm-hmm. to Carl Sagan's flatland. Yeah, you beautiful. Know, you know, they're both the same exact thing. They're just told in different, different ways. ways. And he was like, I had no idea. That's that's crazy, you know. <laughs> but so you guys are offering transcendental uh, moments on your podcast as well, while yeah. sober. While yeah. sober, <laughs> it's really weird too. Like to have that ability to do like I don't know, just thinking. Um, there's a story of Alexander the Great. I saw it on a TED talk. I forget the name of the guy, but he was from India. He tells a story about Alexander oh. the Great and went. Is it um, Peak of Liar? It uh, might have been. And he's talking about the guy that sits on the rock. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. What are you doing? He's like, conquering, making the most of my life. And it was just two opposing views. And now that I'm out of the military and I'm uh, able what, to what retrospect. What was the philosopher's name? Is this, I can't remember. the philosopher yeah. that he specifically went to went, go see. Yeah, he went to go see, yeah. Because this guy was <clears> like, well-known back in the ancient times for not giving a F. Yeah. You know, and just like, whatever. 
this philosopher was just like, this life, I will experience nothing because he believed in many lives. Mm -hmm. And Alexander the Great was like, I only have one life and I'm going to do everything I can. And so just now that I'm able to sit there and actually think for myself, yeah. and I'm like, hmm, well, do I have only one life? Should I pursue other things or should I wait till the next one? The, uh, well, it's uh, relative because you don't know. You don't know yeah, about you don't the next know. one. That's the thing. I so for me, it's like you, you need to act as if this is your only one yeah. and prepare accordingly. And if you get another one, sure, operate the same way there because you're not going to remember it. Right? right. Or, so or maybe or we could all be like there's two ways to look at it. We all stem, we all stem from the same consciousness, so we're all mm -hmm. the same being. Or we are literally all the same being experiencing life subjectively oh, yeah. because the firewall is cut off. Like, like the whole 40 thing, you know? Like when in Interstellar, when they... When they get to the tetrahedron. Yeah, and they, and they try to you know, put it in to his mm -hmm. perspective and, yeah. oh, I can go to this time and pick it out. That's what's happening. The only, reason, the only difference between me and you and, and everybody is my experiences and my DNA has shaped my experience in this, this my reality here. And mm -hmm. I'm, you're the same as me, you know, it could be. Your experiences and DNA shape your reality. Have you ever, there's two thoughts that I think about too also, is they say your life flashes before your eyes when you die. And I watched both my grandparents pass away. One was from cancer and one was from an aneurysm in the hospital. And they would relive their life in like a few minutes. That's what my mom right? did. And so, what if we're already at that point in our life and we're just reliving it now? And the other thing I think of is, well, if we all are one person, because, you know, you see that crazy person that's schizophrenic or whatever, and he's talking to multiple people in the room, well, we could be inside his mind existing there. And at the same time, have you heard of a Boltzmann brain? Mm -hmm. So a Boltzmann brain is a theory that for an instant, there's enough material that just comes together out in space to create a brain to be alive for an instant and then everything we know exists inside this brain and imagined and then it just goes away. Okay. Are there so, any data to back that up? No, it's all um, it's all theoretical. Theoretical. Or okay. Is it's in the realm of astrophysics and it's where they blend philosophy and hard science because it's difficult to do stuff, but it's just interesting to think about that we could be all existing in one split second. Yeah. Thousands of centuries, even, you know, like, just going along. Well, that and, goes with the whole, like, the inception, like, when you when, when you dream, you know, when you dream, yeah. it's, like, a couple of seconds, but your dream, you could have thought it lasted, like, for a day or yeah. an hour, you know? I think, too, like, some of the experiences I had in the Army, that certain days felt, like, 10 years, yeah. and then other days because felt, like, 15 minutes. You're experiencing yeah. those days at a higher rate. Yeah. Time is relative. Like... How when you're a kid, summer vacation feels like it's a, a year long. Yep. And now it's like, what? Wow, you're going it's back already to December? Yeah. yeah. So, I think that... Well, I mean, part of that, part of that's the old common, I don't know if there's a title for it, but like the more life you've experienced, the more time you've went through, you condense it down more. Mm. Yeah, I've heard that theory. I mean, I don't know what the name of it is, but it's, it's you know, if I've lived a day, well, that's my entire life. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But... If I've lived 365 days, well, now that one day is representative of just, yeah, just a fraction. cutting up the pie. And the more and more yeah. you do that, right. everything sort of just condenses and yeah. condenses. Because right, when you're condenses. a baby, that first year is just essentially one block of time. Yeah. And then two might be three blocks of time. Mm -hmm. And it compounds as you get older and you're, you're more aware. That's what I think of it.
Anyways. Well, the whole thing you were talking about, if, you're, if we're at the end of our life, thinking back on our life, that can explain deja vu. That's yeah. one theory. Something came out in the headline that. this week with that. I don't know what it was, but I saw three headlines this week about deja vu. But I also studies. feel like deja vu, in my opinion, is um, uh, multiple universes crossing each other at once. Yeah, you got the multiverse. Mm, here we go. Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> this is my forte. Yeah, this is a four-hour-long podcast. Yeah. Well, so. like, what's that um, kung fu movie, The One? Is that what it's called, where he's got, like, nine? Jelly's yes. The One, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's like that kind of where you you have different lives on different pl- planes mm-hmm. and the different lives are crossing each other at that one moment so for a second you get a glimpse of the choice you made in the other life oh mm-hmm. okay so some how do you Phil- measure that's that some, that's some philip k dick shit right there <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool because i definitely subscribe to a multiverse and that's i think the t-shirt that's the t-shirt that's yeah. it <laughs> i love oh, philip k dick i'm sorry that, that do you guy. watch man in the high castle yeah have you s- oh this new season Man, Man of the High Castle is his. Um, you watch Electric Dreams yet? Yeah. I've seen a couple of those. I haven't seen yeah. them all. My wife, the couple of my wife was like, uh, I'm like, you still can watch this shit right now. <laughs> like, this is, uh, I, I, I think he had, his antenna was in tune to more than just what we're now. experiencing now. Yeah. Because to have a dream, I mean, all of his, all of his books, so all we, of his stories are we dreams. Go. We are talked dream- about this last time you were on. Really? Oh man, I'm sorry. It might have been it might have been the after show too. It could have been that, but we did TBI. Yeah, I told you it's great. TBI is a learning the same thing over and over. But yeah, like all of his dreams are books. I want to know what happened to us because like weren't most of his books like written in the '60s, right? He came out with with a press conference too because his his son was um, born and was dying, and he saw it and he figured it out in his dream. Exactly, he had a dream about it. He's like, "Hey, doctors, it's this. He's uh, some kind of hernia." And that's the problem. That's why he's dying. They're like, you don't know what you're talking about. We're doctors. Whatever. Just test it. Mm-hmm. They tested him. Okay, it is that hernia. And now he, you saved your son's life. Cool. What the hell? Is that a, okay? The H-E double hockey yeah. stick? Hell? His daughter. So this thing that I watch on YouTube, this series that it's I like called like Build. They, uh, so, his yeah. daughter's on there talking about the new season of... Man in the High Castle. It's her and the actor, some of the actors, because she has the rights to the material, so she's the producer. Okay. And it's interesting to hear her talk about him yeah. uh, in the book. But, um, yeah. What a rambly, rambly episode I this has become. Thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Freedom 350? No, we knew it was going to be rambly. <laughs> that's, that's what we prepare for. But the, the multiverse, there's infinite versions of me, infinite versions of you. Mm-hmm. And you have a different perspective of what I am, right? So your infinity has infinity of what I am because I hold perceptions of you both Mm -hmm. in three. So I think at any point in your life you come to a decision, it's already been made because I definitely believe in predeterminization that we're just going through on a track. We've already made our decisions for both outcomes or three outcomes, whatever it is, and you experience only one track at a time. Like you jump tracks here. And yeah, there. you jump tracks here. It's kind of like with my amputation, right? I can feel my whole arm. Like if I think about it, I'm doing this mm-hmm. with my right hand, obviously. Like all the time, like all day. Do you no, ever get not tired? all day. Not all, only when I, you know, I'm trying to be like a. No, only when I think about it. If I don't think about it, I okay. just feel it like it's a claw right here. 
That's what it feels like. And on bad days, then I'll feel my whole arm. But if I think about it, I can, I can move my arm this much, the elbow, mm-hmm. and I can do that with my fingers. Almost I, like you're asleep. Yeah, I can't, I can't do a whole like fist, and I can't move my elbow all the yeah, way. Just, yeah. just little fraction. And with that, okay, well, is this kind of like a, a the surrogate movie where mm-hmm. my real self is sleeping in some kind of pod, and I'm like, this is a. I would love to wake up and like a like, like a simulation theory. Yeah. Right. Or this whole the whole track thing, like jumping tracks. Like when I was a kid, I used to dream. All, I don't dream anymore because of the medications I'm on right now. Well, I dream, but I can't remember shit. So, but when I was a kid, I dreamt and I had vivid, lucid dreams. And if I didn't like, and it wasn't like some crazy dream, crazy stuff happened. It was like an everyday life dream. And if I didn't like what, what was happening in mm-hmm. my dream, I was just like, you know what? I don't like this. I'm going to wake up. And I, sure enough, I'd wake up. I was just being lucid. But That's why it's I, lucid dreaming. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, when it, when it, what happened is when I got into the accident, I woke up in uh, ICU. No, not ICU. I was in regular because I was like in a coma then. But when I got to the regular hospital room, whatever, when recovery. Yeah, when I was like <clears throat> uh, the few times. I guess I woke up like six <laughs> or seven times. But each time I woke up, I didn't remember the last one. So I'm like, oh, what happened? Where am I? And they tell me, I'm like, eh. No, I don't like this. That's kind of funny. And I, I mean, wa- I'm sorry, but that's I'd want to wake up, and I'd, I'd, I'd go, okay, and I'd go back to sleep, and I'd wake up, and like, oh, still? Imagine being like a doctor, and someone wakes up from a coma, and you have to explain everything, and then they go back into it, and you do this repeatedly for like a day. That would happen. That would be kind of funny to me. Like, and just <laughs> You guys watch The Walking Dead? I don't, not really. Not no. since But I have two. that same deal, like what you're talking about with your arm, except, I mean, I haven't had anything amputated but like with mental states I have a lot of emotional instability but um, where you'll like something will happen and you'll just go to sleep and you'll want to wake up and you try to keep yourself constantly down like that because you think that that's wrong and you want to wake up from it. There's people that are like the opposite of me where I feel my arms still there's people that are out that have their limbs all of them and they're like "Mm, I shouldn't have that leg and they actually go through a, a long process to get it amputated off. And then they feel, oh, I'm good. Like there's, there's a lady that thinks that she should that's be weird, in a wheelchair. Yeah. Mm. Of course, there's not a doctor that's gonna be like, okay, let's cut, the, cut your spinal cord right here at this vertical. Like they know? feel like they don't. Like they shouldn't, like they should be in a wheelchair, you know? Okay. Maybe it's a past life experience that, like, that's carried over, mm, you know? Like Ricky Bobby type. I'm so paralyzed. Yes. <laughs> Is that what you're kind of, is that, okay. Yeah. So yeah, there's No, there's, there's that's a legitimate that, thing where people, uh, if, I guess they do feel connected to a previous experience and they're like, I shouldn't be able to walk right now. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of, is that, would that be defined as like some sort of guilt though? I don't know. How would you define that? I don't know. Uh, I think there's a lot of things we don't know internally, especially, you know, getting back on the DMT thing, it's like there's DMT present in the brain yeah. already. So why is that there? I don't know. What are we connected to? It's to help our transition from life to death. Yeah. So you think, I mean, the, the fact is, is when you get in these conversations, no one's an expert on any of this stuff. Yeah. Or it's even any, any of the plenty of micro fields that okay, exist within it. Okay, but are we not, or are we? See, that's the thing. It could be theoretical, but we all are kind of agreeing on the same thing. So 
wouldn't but happen. we're not experts on it i mean he's talking about the biology in our brain like that yeah. it's in our brain well, you people know people who are experts aren't experts so how do they know they're more of an expert because they go through years and years of scientific yeah. doctrinal study yeah but they do that and they do the studies but how what it's no, nothing is 100 percent a thing no but so. they've measured it that's like your water guy that's bogus but there's an expert out there that's like an expert i'm gonna side with her on this one because yeah. even if you have experts yeah they're not is perfect 100 percent because it goes down to the observers 100 percent. all can see a car crash but see different things true einstein was pretty good with his gravity thing yeah but it's ultimately like you got people that are trained to measure these things better, right? Yeah. You know, and you can say there's DMT in the brain, and I know that's true. I've seen people talk about it. But there's a brain surgeon somewhere that measured that and could tell you specifically which neurons it was attached to or something, whereas, like, we couldn't. Yeah. Sure. That's, that's what I'm trying to point like, out. You just point to the brain. Uh, here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's actual experts in that field, and it's like, that's what we got to do is get more of those experts that are more knowledgeable about our biology to study this stuff. Like, have you seen a cross-section of the human brain and then the transparency of the eye of Horus? Yeah. How it yeah. kind of maps out the hippocampus the and yeah. the pineal and... It's crazy. I'm just going to keep... Did you guys like hear about they found Atlantis? Oh, are you looking oh, at this? Is this for real? I've been on this. I've been on this for so long. I'm pumped. Let's the, do it, Derek. The Rickart structure in um, oh, yeah. Mauritania? In, in Northern Africa? I was like, no way, dude. Come on. Is it's it not... for real, though, this time? Well, I think no. it is. They no. don't, they don't, it's they don't compelling. know. It, it, it's it, very compelling. Like, but there's two theories that are prompt, that are coming out right now. There's another one. I've been looking at the Rickart, too. I've been on that for months now because it's, it's weird. Well, oh, it's weird, yeah. but they there, something happened and they found a very similar structure that's the same size and everything, and it's in southern Italy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so look into that too because, like, and that one came out through, I don't want to say like the mainstream channels, but less of independent view, like observers okay. that film stuff on yeah. YouTube and more like it came out through archaeologists. Well, like the YouTube guy that, that kind of like broke it again. The blonde dude? Yeah, uh, keeps... Bright, Bright Insight. Yeah. yeah. He got it from an earlier document, like early 2000 mm -hmm. uh, documentary. Yeah. And I, I've so watched that. So to say early 2000. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. He's hung up on it though. He's hung up on it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that. Uh, after I saw that, I watched the documentary and it's really compelling. Like the uh, Plato's... Um, description of Atlantis, the Rickard structure is almost exactly the same diameter and it has the same amount of rings mm -hmm. and it has mountains to the to the north and it, if you look at a zoomed out uh, satellite yeah, photo of it, it, you can see like, because it's in the Sahara Desert, but you, it almost looks like someone took a big bucket and just washed all this sand out to the, to the west coast of Africa. Mm -hmm. And if you look at Herodotus, the world according to Herodotus, the map, yeah, the the western the of history, yeah, the, the the western edge of Africa was th those mountains are called the, the the Atlas Mountains. There's something in there called the Atlantis. The the um, the Nile River used to flow south and then over to the west, over to the west, over to the, that area. And if you, I forget what program it is, but it, you can like raise the sea levels. Right, or you raise the water level. Yeah, and adjust you, for it. Yeah. If you raise the water level enough, the Rickard structure 
and the mountains. Makes it, the rings. It, it, it makes yeah. it makes the the rectangular island of Atlantis, and then the rings actually open up to the south, just like just like he described. What's it's crazy. what is very important? And I say this because I've been looking at that one, and then the one that's coming out of southern Italy. I'm gonna have to look at that one. Yeah, and a lot of those maps are photoshopped pretty heavily. Like you maps? can break it down. You can look at the noise patterns just like you would on anything, and they're photoshopped. Oh. Like specifically, like not all, not the Nile and stuff, but where they're putting the words Atlantia and all that, where they're labeling it, a lot of that You're stuff is coming out of photoshopped. The... Yeah, gotcha. that's where that's where like the extensions are. Now I'm not saying like Bright Eye Insights doing it, even though he's like he's pumped. Well, yeah, well, I've he, been watching. I, he's I, been he feels pumped. like he he discovered it, you know. I, yeah, I, on his own. I, so, but yeah. like. I opened up a, like a, I forget how many pictures of the world according to Herodotus, the different maps that have been drawn. Yeah. And there was some um, discrepancies between calling it Atlantis mm -hmm. yeah. or just the Atlas Mountains and all this stuff. That's the weird. So. And that's that's why they, they got actual archaeologists right now in, in southern Italy. They're looking at too because it's like a bay. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's interesting. I'm excited. I think we're going to see something soon though with yeah. it. Also, Surely. the Rickard structure, if you, uh, that area, if you, like there's shells and whale bones found all throughout Mauritania and it's like hundreds of miles inland. Yeah. Right? And if you dig a well around the Rickard structure, water. you get salt water. But if you dig in the center, Yeah, it's fresh. It's fresh water. Weird. It's it's weird. It's a weird little theory. Yeah. <laughs> and the tragic is it's so remote that even to get out there to study it is a Oh yeah. and it's a off huge. limits to people or Highly suggested not to go there because of terroristic activities or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But that could Ray, just be ISIS. that could just be a cover. Be a cover so that we don't find out because the truth. That aliens exist <laughs> and that's where the government keeps them because all the governments are in galactic warfare. That's yeah, what it is. That's it's what intergalactic it is. warfare. <laughs> Have you seen a new that new um uh, channel that came out recently? And like they must have been planning it because they started out with a pretty pretty decent production value to their videos, and they're just getting better. Uh, I think Edge of Wonder, these I've two. I've seen some of those. Is that the new conspiracy channel type uh, thing? Yeah, they, they get, they get, they go Feels way. Like I don't really. I don't, I don't. They go way too, like, oh, okay. See, uh, yeah, I wonder when channels like that are created though, I mean, to me they feel like disinformation. Could be. The ones that are the most factual based though are the ones that have the type to text. This was the greatest thing. Yeah, like, that's real. That happened. <laughs> I don't know if y'all got that, but I, I'm yeah. with you on those. You ever watch those videos? They're like they're talking about something, some sort of documentary, and it's a computerized voice because they just type oh, in the window. Yeah. Because like, they got to keep their their identity, identity secret. Yeah. yeah, I got to pee in this jar, and not with the government. The FBI is gonna steal my poop. Them. I yeah. love them. I love those. Those are great. <laughs> those are so factual based, man. You should watch them. There was one channel back in the day called the Anti Terrorist. <laughs> Yeah, is that called that a citizen? Like, no, he, yeah. It, 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 the guy was the guy was British, and it was like you know, based in Britain, or whatever. But he would wear a ski mask with glasses, like sunglasses. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And he, he always had a deep, deep voice. I remember him. A vegan channel took took after him. They took that same, same thing. Really? You know who I really miss? Ask straight. a Ninja. You guys remember oh, that guy? Yeah. I don't know. Ask a Ninja. Ask a Ninja. We used to watch him all the time in the shop. I got his book. I'm like the worst millennial when it comes to YouTube. <laughs> oh, man, I've been telling book. you that for months. I read his book every time I'm, I go you to got, the bathroom. You got to quit reading Variety and find the homegrown stuff. These are homegrown YouTube guys right here. <laughs> yeah, we started back when... That sounds like really bad to say homegrown. 
It's not. Well, we were talking about it. I talk about it all the time because she shares a lot of things with like my girlfriend, and it's like they look at y'all look at the world kind of through more of a traditional media lens, and and she watches like interviews from Variety on YouTube and stuff, like outsiders that come in and use the platform. Right. Whereas like I know you and I, and I guess you too, I watch a lot of that homegrown YouTube stuff where it's like yeah, people the, that would yeah. have never gotten their start without YouTube. They're not using it as a tool, but like that's yeah. where they got their you know. Yeah. And it's a totally different way of like looking at YouTube versus a platform or this weird social addictive engine that a lot of us I'm a terrible millennial because I actually don't remember the last time I went on Facebook. Well, more and more people are quitting, so. I remember you said something. The only reason why I do YouTube, or not YouTube, the only (laughs) reason I do Facebook, I'll like upload stuff for my family, like events with my kids so that Mm -hmm. the rest of my family can see and stuff. But other than that, I'm just posting on the 50% page or the yeah. uh, Freedom 3. I got 30. Instagram because it had photo filters. And then I found out Photoshop made an app. And I was like, oh, I don't need Instagram, but I have an account. I'm like, ah, crap, what do I do? I like Instagram, though, just because it's so simple. Like, you, there's not as much BS as there is Facebook. I like mm-hmm. Instagram I like... better now that they're integrating Snapchat-style filters in their stories. Oh jeez. Sure. <laughs> I don't do the story stuff. I mean, I, I do. Really I do the IGTV now. Nobody understands the cloud. But the, what? The What's cloud. That? Everybody thinks that all their Snapchats are safe and they get deleted. Oh. No, they're still on a server somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, your your dick pics are still there. Yep. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, I don't. Have, I'm not looking at a dick pic. My, my wife is calling me. <laughs> Hold on. This is gonna be the first on-air telephone call. Hello. Hey, are you still doing that podcast? Yeah. What's up? This happens in our show too. This is where we we have to cut okay. these things out too. See, we don't. We're not going to cut this. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we have so many interruptions because we don't have like an actual studio. Yeah, when we're done, I'll call you on the way back. Out of his house, so it's like mm-hmm. any distraction. We're like, well, we can't even have that in the show. Yeah. See, we just we roll. There's no editing. It's because he yeah. doesn't want to edit. Well, bye. I like the format. Uh, eventually, we'll get to a point where we can like live stream it, and we'll have to worry about editing. But I yeah. think the. Like I said, I don't know of how many people would actually legitimately sit through four hours because I don't listen to Joe Rogan's four-hour podcast. It's not about. It's not about. Listening I do when to I'm it, in though. the car. It's not about listening to the full thing. It's about knowing that it's untouched. Uh, yeah. That's what does it for me. Like, it's not. It's no easier. One's, it's no easier. one's manipulating it other it, than how they're talking. Yeah, it's easier to watch the clips knowing that there is an unedited version that's just publicly available. From. Yeah, and that's that's what we have here, and we. You know, we go over we go over length sometimes. We're probably way over now. We wanna we wanna uh, yeah, add another over. person like <laughs> another, we need a Jamie to to switch it. Yeah, Jamie, uh, go ahead and look that up. You know, and then we get, Jamie, can you grab that microphone and put it closer yeah. to his mouth? <laughs> we definitely need a millennial who's actually good at being a millennial. Yeah, because seriously. That's why I like Instagram. You don't. You need a Z. We'll see. I've been officially moved. <laughs> I've been moved to Generation Z now. Oh yeah. Yeah. The I don't know. Thing I tried to look that up, and every everything that I've said says ninety six. 95 is the new dates. Well, 95. I'm I like I like it. to go back for on real. The, yeah, because that means my wife is now a Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gonna Great. save the world. Great. To go back on the Instagram thing, the only reason why <laughs> the reason why I like Instagram because I can post. You can Instagram that, that Instagram. I can Instagram that hoe. Um, <laughs> Sunset heart hands. <laughs> I can best commercial on television. When I post on Instagram, I can post to um, Instagram, and Facebook, Twitter. and Twitter all at the same time, and I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. doing another post because I hate sitting there and one thumbing it because I can't stub it. The at only the same thing about time. doing it to Twitter is, is when you do it to Twitter, it does a link. It doesn't do the photo. So 
If you mm -hmm. upload directly to Twitter, it'll do the photo by itself. But if you do Instagram to Twitter, it just does a link. So you still have to click on it to go to Instagram to see mm. it. It's funny how easy it is now to just shout in the public sphere. I think it's awesome. I think it's great, but I think it's had... also terrible. Yes. In the same way that you guys don't think everyone should vote, I don't think everyone, everyone should, should have a public voice. But at the same time, you can always be like, hey, Will Smith, what are you doing on Tuesday? Yeah, and he's going he's to like, answer. Filming a movie. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. We're just talking to Jalen all day. We're doing. <laughs> Me and JLo are friends. You and JLo? Yeah, JLo. Yeah. Okay. Jennifer Lopez. Is How long have y'all gone back? Oh, when did I get a Twitter? I don't ask me. I don't know. I don't know. I follow her. I'm waiting for her to follow me back. Yeah. Okay, okay. So it's kind of an open friendship right Nobody now. Nobody answers my tweets when I tag them in something. You got to go for like the you're low tier celebrities. Not, yeah, you're, not, you're, not saying, you're not saying something <laughs> offensive. You're not saying stuff offensive enough. Yeah. To get the response. Everything's, that's the other thing that annoys me with social media is all like the shock value. And it's even in the news because mm -hmm. Anchorman 2 did a great job. Will Ferrell's community genius of pointing yeah. out the way the news is. Like it's Cable five o'clock news. news is like, I want my local news format. Unedited clips, you know, just facts. No, manipula about, yeah. no manipulation of the audience with different colors flashing in your face. And and funny because like, that. that's in local news. He's like, alert. Well, like in the beginning. But like if you look at CNN and Fox News, they have their little... Tickers going Why are things always scrolling across the bottom? They're going to get to the news story. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before, but you know the, the guy that was hired in charge of uh, CNN last year, and they replicated the Fox model, which he, he was an ESPN guy. Duh. He was a showrunner on their 4 o'clock shows on ESPN. He got, he got sent to CNN pretty much, and that's the format. It's the exact format is like if you were to watch a sports show. Yeah. Same format. To well, it's team. annoying, but even the problem ESPN is... now, because like, I just want to watch sports. And yeah, yeah, and you gotta hear forty-five minutes of opinion. Yeah, sports like, ball. See, like, exactly. I love sports ball. The thing, <laughs> just pick one. Like the thing with 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 twenty-four hour news is, it, there's it's not twenty-four hour news. You yeah. need something to talk about, so they get a lot of people pundits and they a lot of conjecture and oh, here's my opinion and they try to tout that opinion or that conjecture as facts and it's like, come on. And a lot of people, they grew up with CNN. Like I, when I was a Kid, that's when CNN started, you know. Yeah. And my dad started watching it, and you know, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so boring." You know, I couldn't stand it. But anyways, I love C-SPAN now. Now, now, now that I'm an adult. Now watching, <laughs> now watching it, you know, a lot of a lot of people that grew up with CNN and this 24-hour news thing, they're taking these opinions as, "Oh, this is this Thanks. might be objective," yeah. and or they're not thinking that, "Hey, this is just one side or one person's perspective on." Well, because they don't, they don't pretend, and CNN's not as bad about this, but Fox specifically makes sure to tell you that every single news segment, that they're unbiased and that they're fair. Yeah, yeah. And, and CNN doesn't force that on you. Well, it's because they're trademarked. They can't, they can't take it. Right. It, 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 it's, but it's a problem. I mean, if you have, for instance, like say on the, on the fossil fuels debate, if you have 99 scientists that say this is how it is and one scientist says it's different. Well, that one scientist is obviously right. Right, but those aren't even arguments. Right. You can quantify that, and there's there's a reason 99 are here and one's here, and Fox News' genius plan is, well, now they're equal. Now we're fair and balanced. No. That's what they do. CNN is way more pundit, though. Based. Copernicus was that one scientist, though, right? At a time, against the oh, church. Oh, yeah, that's right. Against hey. the church. Hey. Against the church. Point but he was point. proposing something new. Your rebuttal, sir? Yeah. <laughs> My rebuttal is that he was proposing a new solution, and the church was saying, no, this is not a new solution. That's like, the one climate scientist that, isn't. Remember that documentary, The Principle? Is that the one you sent me? Yeah. 
Hans pulled it up too, showed the... Oh man, oh bad. man, that was bad. <laughs> that was the one um, scientist that wasn't a scientist. No, they were all, they were all scientists. Was he a flat earther scientist? No, they weren't flat earthers. They're, You're they not were, a flat earther, are you? No. Okay. You know, the, 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 the geocentric model was everything revolves around the Earth, and then Curtis mm -hmm. came out and said, hey, not really, you know, and now we have a... <laughs> here's my data. Yeah. 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 Here, here's a heliocentric model. It kind of fits what? a lot better. Yeah. Heathen? Well... well <laughs> that was appropriate. Now yeah. that everything, like, the planets and the sun doesn't revolve around the Earth, Just this, documentary, this documentary... Just was still, they call it the principle, mm -hmm. but then they still, at the end, they brought everything back to, re everything is still kind of revolving around. Let's go ahead and complete this for you. Yes. That was weird, like I keep, every time every, you, you do this with your hands, I visualize you doing it. But I can't. Right, so I'll do it for you. This yes. isn't a full globe, yeah. you gotta have a bottom and a top. Oh. There we and go. it's more oval shaped, not circular. <laughs> <laughs> so everything is still, everything is still, everything is still revolving around the Earth, even though we're moving through space and we're revolving on the, uh, around the sun, but, but they forgot to take in perspective into account mm. because we're seeing it from our perspective mm -hmm. and it looks like that. And if you were on a different planet, it might look the same, you know, so. One thing that kind of trips me out is like far in the future, everything will be pushed out of our known universe mm -hmm. and people will one day look up and be like, if Earth is still around, probably not. They'll be like, there's no stars, there's no planets, there's nothing, what were they even talking about? They're going to be like... I don't think, in that point, I don't think the history will survive. Because, hmm. you know... Everyone's going to be all cold, bundled up because it'll be well, cold. Library of Alexandria. I really think we're going towards the cyborgs. That's the only way to ensure our survival. Wally. True, but I don't think that data... I'm, I want to know how long the data will last in that case. Library of Alexandria was burned down. Everything that's on a cloud, just like you said, it's on a server somewhere. It's physical. That can get destroyed. Until unplug it. Yeah, until you unplug it and then all the other raid zeros die. But, like, how do you... Then that far in the future where there's no stars. Well, I know NASA in the 70s with the Voyager mm -hmm. sent out a gold record. Yeah, with the little... It's got pictures. Yeah, penis and... Yeah. And directions on how to send it back to us. Yeah. That's stupid. Hey. Told us how to get here. Also, we need to wrap this show up. Let's get okay. in time. Yeah, yeah, my wife. My wife wants me to get out. No, she just wants to talk. Oh, okay. Oh. That's what we're doing. Not like that. <laughs> it's not that. No. It's, not gonna be, it's not gonna be sexy time. Like, hey, baby. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, are there any books that you guys like that inspire you to move forward with your podcast? In personal or business related. Um, the Constitution. That's we got okay. the Bill of Rights also. Yeah. Boom. Bill of Rights. Bill of Rights. Also. Um, Bill of Rights. Uh, one that really resonates with me, especially now that I'm out of the army, uh, is on combat. Okay. And there's a follow. Uh, it's the follow-up to On Killing, by was it uh, Grossman, Lieutenant Colonel Grossman, okay. is his name. He talks about the psychology of what you go through. It's kind of dry, most of the uh, scientific, but it's a good analysis of what happens to humans when they're put in a fight or flight response. Okay. You can just, you can just cool. lick your finger if it's dry. And yeah. Just turn the page. Turn the page. But don't forget to wash your hand. Every page? Do you wash your hand every page? Yeah, you turn the page, wash your hands. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. We Do just want to make sure we're giving the right recommendations. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch Rocco's Modern Life as a kid? I can't say a that I did. A few times, yeah. Because yeah. that was, was a the little, turtle. Little, he worked at the comic store, yeah. and he'd be like, turn the page, wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> you turn the page, right? you wash your hands. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All yeah, right. When Nickelodeon was still cool. Yeah. Before, yeah, before Nick at Night took Before over. SpongeBob. Hey. <laughs> 
Hey, the guy just died. He just died, Anyways, let's wrap it up for the week. Well, so thanks for watching uh, Freedom 350. This has been <laughs> a podcast takeover. I think we should do this again. With a podcast yeah. takeover? Yeah. Okay. So if you like, please uh, subscribe, share, and follow. Don't forget, you guys have Patreon too? Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. It's all there. And they have a Patreon. Link's down below. Yep. Okay. Yep. If you have any questions, any information, it's down there. That's Where's right. the... Where's the bottom? Here? It's down there now. No, like the frame. The, the frame. frame. Oh, the frame's the below like Oh, so it's going to be oh, down it's here. It's down here. It's under the table. Oh, okay. under the table. All right. Speaking of under the table, I'm just kidding. That'll work. <laughs> I guess we'll see everyone next week. All right. Woo! See ya. We're doing... Oh, we're not doing the clap at the end? Clap? No, no closing, closing clap. clap.